welcome back to Never Chris and Tell the podcast. We are on the second installment of our series. Very entertaining, but it's over now. So where did we leave off? Oh, the audacity. The motherfucking audacity, the unmitigated gall. So many of you have reached out to me about what I shared at the end of the last session about having to physically fight someone while I was pregnant. Let me just say, it only gets worse from here. (laughs) I don't even know how to make y'all understand or where to begin. So we're just gonna pick up right where we left off. So let's get into it. Remember, last you all heard, I had just come from church and he had been caught. And it's like this switch went off in him that immediately turned him into someone that I did not know he was. Um... That person could have very well been lying beneath the surface in the, at this point, 15 years that I had known him and been with him, Um, but I had never seen it, right? So people used to say all the time, even the like theme of our wedding was all about this like fairy tale love story. Um, I mean, it was in the newspapers. It was like a whole thing. (laughs) because we got married at the school where we had started dating. Um, And so it was covered in the news and called this like fairy tale romance come true and all this stuff. And y'all, it was not a lie. It was not pretend. Um, I don't even think, I won't even say think. I know that it wasn't a lie or pretend for him either. Um, based on real conversations we've had together and in therapy and all these things. Um, So it wasn't fake. Like what we presented to the world for the better part of our relationship and beginning of our marriage was real until it wasn't, you know, that happens. Um, The way he appeared to treat me is how he really did treat me in public and in private it's not like some story where i you know had to undergo all this abuse and mistreatment for years and no one knew and it was like this big secret it wasn't that um it really came out of nowhere and blindsided me um now of course after starting my healing journey and going through therapy for myself and processing everything there are always signs or things you know hindsight's 2020 so I can go back and say oh well you know there was this thing that could have you know hinted toward but some of them really are reached because we were happy um again until we weren't and I would say until he wasn't And then when he wasn't, he made decisions. 
um, that then led to the infidelity and then to me, of course, after I found out, no longer being happy myself. So the switch went off. I became all kind of bitches and hoes, <laughs> as I said before. Um, and it, it was never the same again after that. The gloves came off for me. I went into fight mode, you know, either fight or flight. And I went into fight. I should have gone into flight mode. <laughs> I should have been gone, y'all. I stayed way longer than I should have. Um, but this was September, remember. So for the next couple months, we quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes now, y'all. We worked on it. Um, we went to counseling. He was present, appeared to put in all this effort, right? Supposedly stopped talking to this girl. Um, this was before I knew that anything deeper had gone on, right? At this point, for me, remember he had lied about it being a one night stand and of course, I found out that it was more than that and he had been spending more time with her, but I still didn't know the depth, y'all, the magnitude of this affair. So over these few months that we're working on it, we're in counseling and he reveals in counseling that this started a year prior because he felt lesser, right? He saw me, these were his words, going to grad school. I had graduated from grad school. Um, he saw me going to real estate school, which I finished. And the morning after that whole blow up that I told you about last time, was when I took my real estate <laughs> licensing exam and had a full-blown panic attack inside of the exam. So needless to say, I did not pass that. And I've never failed any type of exam like that in my life ever. Um, but I really just went through and marked anything because I needed to get out of that secure testing room. I needed to get out. And I just fell apart during that exam. And it was already paid for because I already had a job with a huge real estate company waiting for me. Um, I had been hired with Gardner Realtors and I was, I was really doing something with my life and he felt like I was doing too much and he started to feel less than and like everything was all about me. Y'all, at this point, we had bought our first home together um, we had talked about these things before I ever went into them. Right. And he would smile and nod and be so supportive and stay home with the baby for me to go to my classes. And I mean, most supportive husband you could ever imagine or pray for, but he was harboring all this resentment. Um, and he said that that's when it started. And so that made him feel insecure. And then this new girl starts at his job who made him feel better and gave him attention. And when you've been with someone since you're 12 years old 
and have never really experienced anything outside of that, it's like, oh, I can get attention from someone else. And so that's what he did. And that's how it started. And so I have said to friends, I've said in therapy that the only, I don't take responsibility for my ex's actions, not at all. But when there is a breakdown of a marriage, when there is divorce on the table, I feel personally for me in my situation, it was two-sided. I think that I was not in tune or didn't create a space for him to be able to express what he was feeling. But him deciding to act on those things is not on me. That's that's not a me problem. Um, and so that's what he did. He acted on them. And me finding out about the affair, he said, fucked up his happiness because this girl was his happiness. <laughs> but while he says all this in our counseling sessions and all that, he wanted to still work on it, right? He wanted to be together. So that's what we were doing. Mind you, just remember, I am pregnant with my middle child. So I know what y'all thinking. You had another child with him after this. We'll get into that in another episode. <laughs> That's a whole nother story for another day. But it was with my middle child. Um, and so we're working on it and he's not talking to her and he, his, y'all, we never had any secrets uh passcodes on the phone were the same and that wasn't out of a like a lack of trust that was just because again we had been together for so long our passcodes on our phones were our anniversary like it just was and I never went through his stuff he never made it a point to keep his phone away from me it was never like y'all when I tell y'all like no signs he y'all know a lot of y'all know him he was barely on social media so it wasn't like a happening in the DMs type thing. Um, we would ride in the car together all the time. And, you know, I would, if I was playing music from his phone, like I would pick his phone up and play the music or scroll his Instagram. And I'm talking about just looking at the timeline, not checking DMs, nothing like that. We just did not have that type of relationship. I didn't need to do any of that. So I thought, so it was never anything he hid. Um, <laughs> I just didn't know to go looking for it, you know, stupid, so fucking stupid. But anyway, um, we went through counseling and I thought that he wasn't talking to her anymore. He made sure I had access to his devices to know that he wasn't talking to her anymore. We were on the same cell phone plan. So I saw the detailed billing. I never saw her phone number come up. Cause of course, at this point I started looking for it, you know, I, of course knew he worked with her so I wasn't that stupid but he swore that he wanted his family and he was done with the affair <clears throat> then I get a call and I get a text and I get these DMs all from fake phone numbers and fake accounts y'all I ain't got time the shit was so childish and so I responded to her one day I'm like listen if you're gonna do all this be bold about it and do that shit as a woman. 
like for real as a woman like if you gonna come to me as a woman come to me as a woman don't come to me as a bot like we not doing that um and so she popped up at my house that was another red flag because how and why do this bitch know where i live so not only are you playing with me and playing in my face you being stupid and dangerous because these hoes already don't know how to stay in their place he how you decide chick and don't stay in your place how you anyway she shows up at my house and she wants to talk quote unquote he got the nerve to get mad at me because i told him he was not she was not coming in my house she was not coming in my home I don't want her energy, her spirits. I just didn't want her ass in my house. So we sat in the garage. I wanted to hear what the fuck she had to say that warranted her popping up at my house. So she's sitting there and she's like, he loved me. We going to be together. All this stuff, right? Y'all, she real bold. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I'm like, I'm looking at him because this is him. Y'all, I'm not that girl that's like, I won't fight the bitch. Yada, yada, yada. No, you made a vow to me. So I'm looking him in his eye while she's talking. And I'm like, so you still been, you still been fucking with her apparently. And everything you said in counseling and she cut me off and she was like, counseling, y'all going to counseling. So, you know, she ain't no. Oh, so you working on your marriage tab? That's how she's talking to him. So you working on your marriage? Oh, so you working on your marriage? And he was kind of like hesitating <laughs> to answer. <laughs> and so she got real ugly at that point. She started throwing shots. I started getting called names. I got called out of my name. Oh, so you won't be with this bitch and yada, yada, yada. She's talking about my hair and my face and all of this foolishness. And she stands up, y'all. Okay, look, I'm from New Orleans. I'm real, I'm real 504. I'm real uptown. And no offense, I ain't try to body shame nobody, but anybody who knows me, I mean, I've put on a little weight, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thick, fine now, <laughs> but I was real small, especially during this time while pregnant, because I was so stressed. Um, I was smaller than I, I should have been. And this big bitch, cause she was a big bitch. Y'all stood up over me and where I'm from. That means you want to fight. Yes or no? Like, <laughs> so she stood up over me and I got up too. And I stood up right in front of her. And she swung, y'all. That big bitch swung. And I lost it. I lost it. I beat the brakes off of her, pregnant and all. And he was angry. He was angry angry so he's trying to hold me back from hitting her and she is screaming and you gonna let her hit me and you gonna let her kick me and all of this stuff she is mad and then he turned around and looked at me 
and called me a bitch and told me, fuck me. And I was like, really? For her? Got it. He called me a bitch and told me, fuck me, while holding me up against the wall in our garage by my neck. And that was the first time he had put his hands on me. And when he let go is when I swung and gave him that black eye. And he had that nice shiny black eye for a few weeks. I'm not proud of that. It is what it is. We being honest today. (laughs) We being being real. And so after that, I called the police. By then, he had left. And of course, he spent the night out. I'm sure we all can guess where he went. And so I stayed in my house by myself with my my pregnant belly and my baby in her room who had slept through all of this and I spent the night alone um the police did come earlier that night and because he was gone there was really nothing that they could do I had a bruise around my neck but I'm dark-skinned and the police could not see it but I could feel it and so they did nothing because there was no evidence and it just was what it was. And that was the start of the physical abuse and really the end, the beginning of the end to the relationship. Over the next few months, her ego was hurt and bruised because she got her ass beat. And so she was playing on my phone and just playing all kind of childish ass games, y'all. When I tell y'all, this girl was lighting fires in my backyard, trying to light my house on fire. Y'all, I'm not exaggerating, okay? Like, it was foolishness. The police were called so many times. And I have the receipts for all of this. So I really wish somebody would try to deny it. But that's neither here nor there. Fast forward a couple months to right before Thanksgiving. He disappears. Again, that had become his MO at this point. Of course, I'm sure spending his time with her. Because at this point now, I know what's going on. And so he gave zero fucks. He's like, I could do me now. So that's what he was doing. But we had made plans for something. I don't honestly don't remember what it was at this point. It's been so long and I've just blocked some shit out, to be honest. But he didn't show. And he had told me he was getting his hair cut and he'd be back in however long. It was a couple hours. Hours and hours passed by, y'all. Six hours, seven hours. Still know him. So... I'm calling like a crazy person. Look, I have no shame. I promise I called his phone hundreds of times and probably sent hundreds of text messages. Um, And still no word. He just was not responding to me at all. And um, it starts to get dark. And I leave out of my house. Um, Not like left the house, but I just walked outside um, through my garage because that's the way we came in and out. And there was someone who I recognized from participating in all the foolishness on 
social media harassing me, um, I recognized this person from her side waiting outside my house. And by the time I realized it, it was too late. And so now I'm forced to fight for my life again while pregnant. I had had enough at this point. And so I pulled out my weapon and got this person to leave me alone. And once they were gone, again, not in my right mind, I take my child, I get in my car, and I drive to the location of my then husband, which I could see on my phone. And I go for a ride from Slidell to the West Bank. I send a screenshot letting him know that I could see his location and that I was on my way. Also sent the message to the last fake number she had contacted me from. Want you both to know I am on my way. I get there and I wait and I wait and I wait. And he pulls up in our other vehicle with her in the passenger seat. They're both so demonic. They have these evil smiles on their faces as they pull up, especially her. But she ain't want none. (laughs) Because she gets out the car and immediately runs inside of her house, her apartment. Which is cool because my issue is with him anyway. So he and I start talking. I'm like, you disappeared. This is what just happened to me at our home. Again, he doesn't believe me. I'm like, you're going to come with me to the hospital so I can get checked out. Because at y'all, at this point now, I'm seven months pregnant almost. You're going to come to the hospital with me so I can get checked out because this is fucked up. He, that girl ain't sent nobody to your house. You just making shit up because you want me to come home. All of this. This is what he's telling me. And I'm like, would you just. So we're arguing. I see her from a distance in the apartment complex watching. I tell him, get in the car because I need you to be with our child because I'm about to go to the hospital. There is no reason that I should have to go through any of this right now. And I especially should not be going through it alone because you're the cause of it. Explain to me why. You weren't at our home when you were supposed to be because we had plans. Because if you were there, this wouldn't have happened to me. You you couldn't even give me the courtesy of answering the phone or replying to a text. He's like, I had to take care of some business. It was important. All of this shit, y'all. So I'm like, what the fuck is so important that? And so he cuts me off and he says, she needed to talk to me. She told me she needed to talk to me. I, I don't want to hear that. Like, what the fuck is going on? And that's when he said those two words, y'all. She pregnant. And I, at that moment, blacked out. 
he says, come on, I'm going to follow you so you can go to the hospital and get checked out. I am frozen, y'all. I am numb. I get in the car. I pull off. And I say, all right, we're going to talk about all of this. Do what we need to do to go our separate ways or whatever, right? I'm realizing he is not in the car behind me. I hadn't been paying attention because of what I had just heard. I was all in my head. I turn around. I make a Yui. And I go back. This was, I had only gone up like a block, y'all. They're standing outside, kikiing, like everything's fine, talking, chilling. And when I saw them, my, <laughs> I lost it. And I pulled into that parking lot and I just did not stop driving. He sees the vehicle make the Yui. He calls me on the phone. So as I'm pulling to, into that parking lot and not hitting the brakes, I'm on the phone with him. And again, they were standing there laughing, literally laughing, y'all. And I'm like, something funny? That's what I'm saying to him on the phone. What's funny? That bitch thinks something funny? Okay, she gonna think she gonna think this funny too. You better tell her move. He was like, what? I said, you heard what I said. You better tell her move. Tell her watch out. He realizes the car is coming toward them. And he jumps in front of it. I guess to protect her. Master gaslighter. He tells me later. Oh, I was doing that. So, you know, I want you to get in trouble. I I want you to hit her. And then you was going to be in jail. You won't worry about that. You were trying to protect that hoe, but that's okay. So he jumps in front of her. Those of you who know me in real life know he was a big guy and he had gotten really big at this point. And she was a big bitch too. So the vehicle bumps him. He falls on her. They both break themselves. He got a broken leg. She got a broken leg. They both laid up in the hospital, two separate hospitals. That I, I mean, it is what it is. I'm telling my truth. I, at that point, called my mother-in-law, told her exactly what happened. She told me, come there. I'm like, no, that's too close to the scene of the crime. People going to be looking for me, though. I definitely can't go back to my house. So I go to my mama's house. And I stayed there. I spent the next day finding an attorney. And preparing to turn myself in. I enjoyed Thanksgiving with my family. On Thursday. And then on Friday. I walked with my lawyer. Into the Jefferson Parish Correctional Facility. And turned myself in. Now I'm going to stop the story here. But I do want to take this moment to reflect I've reflected on it plenty, but to share with you all what I learned in this experience, I absolutely understand 
that I did not handle that situation the right way. I was not in my right mind that night. I admit that. I spent five days in jail and I served my time, my little five days. I went to court and of course I had never been in any type of trouble before. So I was put on probation um, and had to submit to random drug screening for a year, things like that. It was a first offense and the vehicle never actually hit her. It hit him and he didn't press charges against me. He had better not. Um, But I'll tell y'all more about that whole process in the next episode, just about how she really tried to milk that but that's another story for another day as well I say all that to say my ass still ain't have enough after that you know we weren't together but we were not apart he was still playing this game of manipulation Um, she had admitted that she was sleeping with other people while sleeping with him so it could have been someone else's kid and he was like I still want to work on the marriage like I told you and I don't think that it's mine and so can you just keep working on it with me let's keep going to counseling until we find out the truth and then you can make a decision And my dumbass was like, I want my kids to have the family that I never had. So, yeah, you know, let's see what's going on and then make a decision from there if we find out it's yours. But at some point, I realized, regardless, I was home pregnant. Your pregnant wife was at home. And not only were you screwing somebody, you were doing it unprotected. And a baby is the least of my worries. You could have killed me. You could have given me something. And so how much do I not love and value myself to still allow you in my space? Aside from the relationship you have potentially damaged with our daughters, that's not my business. My kids relationship with their father is going to be their relationship with their father. And regardless of what mine is with my father, I can't change what theirs is going to be. And I still can't. And so that was no reason to stay in that. And so when I said earlier, I stayed in it way longer than I should have. Trust me, I stayed in it way longer than I should have. And not for the reasons you may think. It was not about him. I didn't need to be with him. I was trying to keep a family that was already fractured and broken. And I was trying to do it by my damn self. But we'll get into more of the story of what happened with jail and everything else that came after. There's so much more to share, y'all. And I appreciate you hanging in there with me and listening to this. Listen, he and I have a lot of mutual friends and former classmates. We were just we grew up together. Right. And so people have had questions and have formed opinions and there's been so much speculation surrounding all of these things and I'm just ready to get it out there I really don't care 
who likes it, who doesn't. Chris, why are you telling your business? Y'all know I don't care. There are things that I'm still not saying. And that's just because I don't want to. It's because some things are sacred. Some things I'm not sharing in order to protect my children. This Anything put out into the internet never disappears. This could come back later. So there are things I'm not going to say because I don't ever want my children to hear them or at least until I've had the chance to share it with them. But I am being honest. I am not leaving out a single detail that will change anyone's opinion to make me look better, him look better. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it anymore. And so to all of the people who have been complicit in his behavior, his friends and his family, if y'all are mad about me talking about it, I don't care. I don't care anymore because I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this for my healing because I am in a better place and I have moved on and I want to help other women who are going through this, who are staying in things longer than they should for reasons they think will benefit them or their children. Sis, I'm telling you, it won't get out and get out with some dignity. Until next time, thanks for listening to Never Chris and Tell the Podcast. I've been loving reading all of your responses, so please keep them coming on my Instagram at Never Chris and Tell the Podcast, my personal Instagram at Chris, K-R-I-S, LaShawn, L-A-S-H-O-N, 22, or on my Facebook at Chris LaShawn. You can also email us at Never Chris and Tell the Podcast at gmail.com. I'll see you all in the next installment episode three of very entertaining but it's over now